0: Welcome to Haven't Met Him Yet. It's a parasocial podcast hosted by me. Hello, my name is Sarah. How are you doing? Currently, it is uh, similar to last week. It's about 8 a.m. on a Monday morning, and I have my coffee here. And I'm sitting in my dog's bed, which is humbling and also oddly comfortable. I guess not oddly. What's the difference, really, between a dog bed and the human bed I'm sure someone knows the answer to that but for my purposes right now recording a podcast from my closet you know it's a good setup and you may be wondering um why is your dog bed in your closet and the answer to that is quite simple really we have a puppy he's about seven months old his name is Bo and oh my gosh he's going on eight months old oh they grow up so fast they really do But anyway, he's in a big chewing phase. Big, big chewing phase. I'm calling it a phase partly because I desperately want and need it to be a phase. (laughs) We're working on it. We're working on it actively. But he has chewed a hole in his bed. He seems to think it's a a toy. He seems to think it's like a teddy bear of sorts. And he just goes back to that same hole trying to make the hole bigger. And so in an effort to get it away from him... Recently, we put it in our closet, and now I'm sitting on it. And that's the whole story, really. This episode is going to be quite different from all the previous ones because um, I've done no research, I don't have any real topic to discuss, but I didn't want to miss a week. And I'm quite sure that I can find something to talk to myself about for several minutes on end and still make it related, you know? To, to our overarching theme here. I hope you had a great weekend. Mine was uh, was quite busy, really, I, but busy in the sense that it was just a lot of things had to be done. We went to a Fleetwood Mac tribute concert, though, on Saturday night, and it was incredible. I gotta say, I love a good tribute band. You know, there's there's almost nothing better for me than that. Maybe the real thing, I guess, but I love a good tribute band. It's just amazing. When they're not good, it's pretty disappointing. But when they're good, it's very impressive. I was thinking about the whole tribute act thing because uh, the Stevie Nicks character in the Fleetwood Mac tribute act sort of gave a spiel about how she's been to a few Stevie Nicks shows. And there's always like this theme of like going for your dreams and this kind of thing and not giving up, et cetera. And this Stevie Nicks character, the woman, you know, playing her, she was the person who started the Tribute Act entirely. It was just like a dream of hers, a vision of hers to play Stevie Nicks in a, Stevie, or in a Fleetwood Mac Tribute Act. And she fulfilled that. And now she gets to do it all the time. In recent years, like throughout my 20s, basically, it's been a, a goal of mine to form uh, a Prince Tribute Act. Even if I just, like, sing back up, you know, I just want to be part of that. I put out an ad on Craigslist at one point. I got nothing. Um, I don't play any instruments at all. As I say, I just want to be a a very small part of it, but I want to be a part of it. Prince is a big one. Prince is now, like, my sort of holy grail uh, artist, I think, Um, even though... In the, you know what I should do a whole episode about Prince because the Prince fandom is very serious and and for the most part a lot of the people that I've you know heard about or uh, like read different articles from and stuff like that online. Um, just for my own like curiosity and stuff they they seem to be very kind but I know that they're also they're very like somewhat exclusive you know like if Purple Rain is your favorite record they're like okay if you don't know certain eras or certain albums like print is the catalog is massive like it's very hard to cover all the ground there should we just talk about music that I've liked like when I was younger when I was really really young Um, I basically listen to the music my parents listen to, you know. I think that's uh, most people's way. My dad listened to a lot of, like, 90s, uh, like, because it was the 90s, but sort of alternative music, indie, what we now call, like, indie rock, and stuff like that. And um, my mom listened to, like, Jan Arden and Chantel Kriviasik and stuff like that. And then I started, maybe when I was like 9 or 10, something like that, I started getting into Hillary Duff. Whenever Lizzie McGuire came out, I don't know. And I was thinking about this recently. What's so interesting about that time in life is like when we were like pre-social media and everything... I'm sure this isn't just me. I didn't know that Hilary Duff was as popular as she was. Like, I didn't know that the things that I was watching TV were as popular as they were. Does that make sense? Like, I was just like every every other kid my age who had access to cable TV, you know? I was watching um, what in Canada was called the Family Channel, I think. And so I was watching Lizzie McGuire and... That's So Raven and stuff like that. And it was, like, just pre-Hannah Montana, um, that era of, like, Disney Channel type of stuff. But, like, even though I'd see Hilary Duff, like, on the cover of Tiger Beat magazine and stuff like that, I knew that, like, she had some degree of, like, fame, but I didn't know that, like, other kids at my school we're also watching Lucy McGuire. Does that make sense? And then so I can think of instances where like you'd be on the playground or whatever and you'd be like, oh, do you watch this show? Do you watch Lucy McGuire? And the person would be like, yeah. And they're like, did you see the episode last night where Miranda did whatever? And you'd be like, yes, oh my gosh. And it was just like, so, I don't know, because you that was your only like forum to talk about. It was literally, you know, in person with your peers on the playground. And so... I don't, I don't know why I just didn't make that conne- connection or I guess, I don't know, how would you know unless you talk about it kind of thing. I didn't know what other people were watching. So like now when people have like entire podcasts dedicated to like the show they were on in the early 2000s and like the nostalgia of it and stuff like that, it's just weird to think about that in retrospect because at the time... I just didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know that it was as big of a deal as it was. I knew it was a big deal to me. Oh, yeah. I remember in grade six, I was quite into Hilary Duff. And that was when she was making music. And I was like, Hilary Duff is a rock star. (laughs) And I live for metamorphosis. Live, laugh, love metamorphosis. I remember a girl in my grade six class um, was like away one day and she came back and the reason she was away was because she went to Vancouver to like a Hillary Duff meet and greet thing. And I remember talking to her and being like, "So you looked into her eyes? You made eye contact with her?" And she was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Oh my gosh. So like by me looking into your eyes, you've recently looked at Hillary Duff's eyes, it's basically like I'm looking at Hillary Duff when I look at you right now." And she was like, "Yeah. Sure. Okay." I don't know. I just remember thinking that. I don't know if I said that aloud. I hope I didn't. But, you know, Hilary Duff quickly got tossed aside, as you know, um, by the whole Michael Buble thing when that began. And that was like fast and furious and so different <laughs> than anything that I felt for Hillary Duff. So, um, yeah, that's when that ended. That's when it died. I've also got to say that ever since talking about Taylor Swift last week, I just constantly have Taylor Swift songs stuck in my head, even though I barely know the words. And let me tell you, Swifties, if you're listening, Swifties, are you out there? Swifties, hello. If you are, know that I'm realizing there are some Taylor Swift songs that I'm like, that's kind of, that's kind of a banger, you know, like I could listen to that again. Will I, will I manually search for it on Spotify? No, but if it comes on the radio in my car... I'm not going to turn it off. For instance, yesterday that happened with Lavender Haze. And once I started hearing it, I'm like, oh, what's this? And I was like, oh, this is Taylor Swift. And I left it on. And I, and I like sung along. <laughs> that kind of thing. That's, that's what I know. <laughs> I've known for a while since it came out, really. I like the song Lover. I think that's a good tune. Uh, the Karma one. That's interesting to me it's hard to not know Taylor Swift songs just by existing you know what I mean but anyway I wasn't very familiar with the Karma song and then I when I posted like a preview to the episode or something I used that song on my Instagram story and it ended with the part where she says Karma is a cat and I was like hang on did she just say Karma is a cat and so I looked it up and, and now I've been singing that all the t- I don't even know if they let me Will I be taken off podcast platforms by singing this little song? But she's, she sings, for, for the uninitiated, she sings, Karma is a cat purring in my lap because it loves me. That's a real lyric in a Taylor Swift song. And part of me, like, really, um, you know, it's easy to dismiss that <laughs> as, like, a silly lyric. But I kind of love how silly that is, you know? It's very, it, to me, it's unexpected by like the most f- famous singer in the world um, to have such silly lyrics. And I kind of love that it's so silly. Anyway, so I've been singing that a lot. Karma is my boyfriend. Carmen's a hug. a ring my to the pepper. a relaxing thought. Okay, that's where it falls apart. Anyway. At some point, she says karma is a cat and karma is a cat. Karma is a cat for sure. Do you want to hear some Taylor Swift songs I don't like? There are some that I for sure don't like that I get stuck in my head and it annoys me. Like she's an expert at earworms. That's absolutely for sure. And I don't think I've ever used the term earworm before. And I hope to never do that again. But songs by Taylor Swift that I I really don't enjoy. I really don't like the me one. That's right up there. I don't like that one. I'm guessing I'm, I'm not the only one in that boat. I just don't like it. I'm sorry. I just don't like it. I like the message behind it. I just don't like the song. Um, the cardigan one. That one, I don't know if it's trying to be silly. I don't know. I just feel like when she's saying like something about how she was an old cardigan under someone's bed and then he took her out and said she was her favorite and I'm just like comparing yourself to an old cardigan it's just like I don't know I'm just like um I don't fully understand to me that's a little silly but is she meaning to be silly that's a weird one for me it's just personal preference again I have a ton of respect for Taylor Swift I really do especially after um learning all that stuff that I learned um And uh, it must be rough, especially right now, you know, with all this breakup stuff going on. Um, And I do, God, there's so much like clickbait around that right now. And I have been clicking. I have been clicking. I hate to admit. I don't know if this is like something that's been talked about in the Swifty community. But has anyone thought like just due to Taylor's relationship with tabloid culture gossip culture do you think she would pull kind of like a publicity stunt where they purposely leak that they've broken up but actually like they're about to get married on stage or something like that you know what I mean just to totally like flip everything on its head I feel like that's from what from the little I know about Taylor Swift I feel like that's sort of par for the course you know like I just feel like that would be a little fun thing that they could do just like plant the seed like oh we've broken up and then oh psych we're actually never breaking up at least that's the plan you know just something to think about something to ponder but if they did break up like i just it sucks like it's hard to feel bad for people with who have so much money and fame and can do whatever they want <laughs> you know but um i do feel a bit bad um, because I just really can't imagine that level of scrutiny. Uh, Like I wrote a book. I spent a long time, like six, seven years writing a book. I worked with an editor on it. It's ready. It's done. It's in the bag. Um, But when it came to putting it out in the world, I still haven't made a decision on that. I'm just sitting on it right now. I'm just sitting on it metaphorically. Literally, I'm sitting on my dog's bed, but metaphorically, I'm sitting on this book because I truly cannot decide if I genuinely want to put it out and I want people to read it and, and, you know, get some sort of value from it. Or if it's way too personal, way too vulnerable, and it actually isn't something that needs to be viewed by the public, quote unquote, even though... All of that is happening. And as I say, this has been years in the making. This has been years of me, you know, working all day and then spending my nights at a computer writing, 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 editing, 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 doing so with like a very sad <laughs> and personal um, story. And I can't decide if it should be out in the world just in case, I, I don't know. But that's uh, my point in saying this is the only people that are going to read my book, most likely, are people I know in real life, and maybe like one to three strangers, you know, that's probably about it. It's not like I have a very large um, audience I'm not I'm not a very known person at this point in my life. Uh, and sure that could change later, but just the simple idea of having that out in the world is terrifying to me. It's terrifying. So I can't imagine being Taylor Swift's level of famous, any level of famous, really. I think it's terrifying. Like you think about people like Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt, who at this point, Like, when did they get divorced? Like, 20 years ago or (laughs) something? Maybe more. I don't even know. But um, the fact that that that's probably still tabloid fodder, you know, even though they've both been married and divorced to other people at this point. But it's like, that was the hugest thing for literal decades. It's just like, and I just can't imagine being one of the people involved in that. um, And just having to, I mean, I don't know if they even go to the grocery store anyway. But if they do, like to see see that stuff about you in your relationship with someone that's being made into pure entertainment, and most of it is false, like, it's just got to really F with you, man. I don't know. It's just wild. And it's also like, With all this that goes on between the tabloids and and just like fandoms, um, I feel like it's hard to know where the line is. Like we've really made it hard to know, especially with social media, because right now there's this whole discourse. Discourse is not the right word, but Ariana Grande posted that video um, just sort of addressing comments about her weight loss and how people think that something must be wrong because she's lost this weight, etc. And I think her point was basically like the, the healthy body, the quote unquote healthy body that you're comparing me to was when I was at like the lowest point in my life and had all these like unhealthy habits essentially. And uh, now I'm not doing that. Like I'm doing good and you're hating on it in that instance I can see how like hardcore Ariana Grande fans would be like we we have to like we have to find a way to like get to her because you know something's gonna happen something's wrong like and we need to help her and we need to like stage an intervention or something like I can understand that line of thinking in a sense, because you really just feel like you know this person inside and out, you know? I'm sure some people are just purely hating on her, but I'm sure that there's a good chunk of people who just genuinely want to help and think that they're helping. Of course, they're not helping, but I can see, especially when they're, you know, quite young, I can see how, how they could worry, you know, how they could really worry and have concern over... This person that they genuinely love. Also, what is even going on between Selena Gomez and Haley Bieber and that whole thing? <laughs> Am I seeming like a total gossip right now? I'm just like, I was seeing stuff online and is, is it like about her eyebrows? Or did it stem from like someone making fun of her eyebrows? Like, I don't know what's going on. I've managed to talk to myself for almost half an hour. I don't know what I'm going to cut this down to. But uh, I think it'll be mostly unedited, so please enjoy that. I hope to be back next week with a really great episode for you. If you want to leave me some suggestions about pretty much anything parasocial relationship related, to be honest. If you have some suggestions for, like, particular fandoms that you want me to cover on here. Or if you have a story of, like, a time you met your parasocial hero kind of thing or if you just have thoughts on this topic in general uh, I would love to hear them it would be great because not every episode has to be like this huge um, you know very specific uh, research-based look into someone's fandom I'm willing to mix it up and I want to try and see you know what people like as well and what I like yeah, if you'd like to do that, you can DM me at sarahsupergreat, S-A-R-A-H-S-U-P-E-R-G-R and the number eight. Or you can send me an email at Yet at gmail.com. And you can also follow this show wherever you're listening to it. Maybe leave it a nice little review or give it five stars and or give it five stars, please. If it's under five, I don't want it. Just kidding. But also not totally. Be reasonable. I hope you have the most wonderful week. And thank you so much for listening. I'm really having a good time with the pod. I want to say that. It's really fun. Like, it's truly fun. Um, and it's just like a little something. It's a little something that lifts me up. And I hope it lifts you up too. And I hope you have a great week. Okay? I'll talk to you later. Bye.